0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our newest episode tonight. Uh, Right now we're going to talk about something that I think is probably fair and I should have done it. So now we're doing it. Last time that we talked about Dragon Ball, I basically said that Dragon Ball Z was in many ways superior to Dragon Ball Super. And... While that statement might be true for many of the old fans, some of the newer fans, they don't think that and I don't think they have the patience to watch all of the episodes again or basically just watch all of the episodes for Dragon Ball Z. I mean, probably nobody would who's a new fan. So their minds made up. Now we're going to talk about which one is better between Dragon Ball GT and Super. Dragon Ball GT ended with 50 episodes while Dragon Ball Super ended with 131 episodes. Now, obviously, Super must have been much more successful. And thanks to, basically, um, Geekdom 101, we know that it wasn't because because of the anime ratings, but mainly the fact that Akira Toriyama wasn't, basically, involved as much, and that the manga sales were not as impressive. To be honest, Dragon Ball Super manga sales are not that impressive anyway. Like... Dragon Ball Z has a superior manga, in my opinion. Dragon Ball Super doesn't have consistency throughout, and that's what makes it much weaker than Dragon Ball Z. Like, Dragon Ball Super, for example, is amazing when it comes to Goku Black arc. But when it comes to so many other arcs, it's just like... Eh. And besides, nobody can top Toriyama when he's drawing battle scenes. And someone like Horikoshi... With his series Hero Academia, you can clearly see inspirations from Akira Toriyama. That's why I say when you read that manga, you just feel like you're watching the anime itself. I'm pretty sure Toriyama was his influence. Now, let's talk about GT versus Super. Which one is superior? Which one is not as good as you might actually think it is? Now, GT for many fans is basically uh, divisive. Like... Not many people like it, not many people hate it. It's basically split into the middle. Some people love it so much, some people hate it outright. You cannot find anyone in between that will tell you that, okay, I like this series, but not that much. Nobody can find Now, my opinion on GT is that GT is probably one of the most logical sequels there could have been. But at the same time, it, uh, it fails in many ways. GT has the same animation style as Dragon Ball Z. GT also benefits from the fact that we see a much more mature, much more serious Goku, as opposed to a goofy Goku. And the scenes that I think truly destroy GT are those scenes where Goku decides to be goofy again, such as eating the Dragon Ball, which... It's just plain stu- It's not even funny. It's stupid. A guy like Goku, who's this serious in that series, suddenly becomes so stupid? So it doesn't make sense at times, but I love the fact that Goku is very serious. I actually watched the dubbed version, so <laughs> Sean Schimmel's voice acting, to me at least, is on point, as always. But in GT, it's different. He's much more serious. And you can see the same kind of acting when it comes to Dragon Ball, Xenoverse 2 you can also hear the same damn voice which makes it amazing like he knows that this fits with Super Saiyan 4 Goku so one of the things that to me at least makes Dragon Ball GT superior is the transformation the grand transformation for Dragon Ball GT is Super Saiyan 4 obviously the design itself is amazing nobody can argue against it. Nobody can say that this design is bad. The design is fantastic. Two of the transformations that I love in Dragon Ball, one of them is Dragon uh, sorry, one of them is Super Saiyan 3, which I think is absolutely amazing when it comes to design. I mean, sure it has a lot of hair, but that lack of eyebrows and Goku's own stature just gives it a, you know, majestic, royal pose like In Xenoverse, I like my Super Saiyan Blue form, but I usually use my Super Saiyan 3 form. Because whenever he's standing, he's just like standing the head down a bit. And he just looks like, holy shit, I'm gonna kick your ass. And you cannot deny, no matter where you see Super Saiyan 3, you're just gonna get hyped. Super Saiyan 4 is the same thing. And in terms of power, it's really powerful. But we're not gonna get to that debate, whether which one is more powerful, and whatnot, but Super Saiyan 4 looks amazing. Whereas Super Saiyan Blue, while in the anime, getting to that point is pretty cool, but it doesn't have that same feeling as Super Saiyan 4. Though I did watch the movie, Dragon Ball Super Broly, and in that, Super Saiyan Blue is better. Much better represented, much better. Even in Tournament of Power, you actually feel Super Saiyan Blue is something to be reckoned with. But usually, you don't get that sense. Whereas Super Saiyan 4, wherever you see it, it's just like, oh, shit's about to go down. He's that good. That transformation is that good. So, unfortunately, I have to give this point to Dragon Ball GT. And I'm going to give it another point, that this Goku is at least serious. He doesn't joke around. Now, many of you might be thinking, so what's the deal with you and, you know, this hard-on you have for Goku being serious? bear with me. Whenever we see Goku in a serious mode, it's much more exciting and we know something's about to go down. I'll remind you to the first time Goku turned Super Saiyan. When you see that serious look in his eye, you know that he's not joking around. When, for example, in Dragon Ball Super, in turn of the power, he gets serious against Jiren, how are you gonna say that that's not cool? And I said Jiren in a very weird way, like, why did I say Jiren? <laughs> Jiren, like, whenever you see him like that, you know shit's about to go down, and that's cool. I want that kind of Goku, and that's what you get in Dragon Ball GT. While in Dragon Ball Super, you do get a serious Goku, but you don't get it that much, and it makes you just feel like the series is cheating you. And, I don't know, I think the Goku that we have in Dragon Ball GT, while goofy at times, he's much more serious than the Dragon Ball Super version. Granted, this is only 50 episodes, but still, you cannot deny that Goku in there was better. Now, I know many of you will attack me on this and say, Hey, what about Kid Goku? He's pretty much goofy all the time, but I'm not talking about Kid Goku here. I'll get to that. I'm talking about Goku when he's fighting, when he's in his Super Saiyan forms. That's when he's serious and that's what I love. When he goes into battle in GT, no joke. He's just amazing, just goes there and kicks ass. Now we get to Kid Goku. This is the low point for the series, I believe. I think that uh, Kid Goku, bringing him back, doesn't really make much sense, besides, how can he turn into Super Saiyan 3 as a kid, but not turn into Super Saiyan 4 as a kid as well? Why does he have to grow so much into an adult? Many people say that, well, he achieved that form before he got into this kid form. Okay, I accept that. But at the same time, I'm weirded out like, okay, he's a kid now. He's achieving this form in his kid form. Unless you're trying to tell me that this kid form is not, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, permanent and it's just temporary, like not even, you know, trying to reach adulthood, it will turn into basically, uh, an adult in a few years, not the full years that should pass, then yes, I'll accept that. I'll think that, okay, this kid form is something completely temporary to the point that maybe in two years he gets back to the adult form. Then I'll accept. But if not, if it's actually a kid again, then he should be like that as well. So I think that this was a misstep on their part. Maybe it was a way to basically make the story... uh, a little bit larger, like, you know, to extend it a little bit more. But at the same time, to me, it seems like a cheat and a stupid move. Like, why should he be a kid? What's the benefit? I mean, I know there are some benefits, but when you're trying to weigh it out, it doesn't seem that much. It doesn't seem like it's worth it. So I think that this is one of the minus things. When it comes to story, however, I think Dragon Ball GT had some really good stories to tell, but uh, it failed to make an impression. Why? A couple of things. We can say that, well, their time ran low, or they had trouble writing them, but there were many good ideas. The very idea that Shenron, and basically using his power too much, can turn Shenron into, you know, some dragons that, uh, you know, like Omega Shenron, Ice Shenron, characters like that, that was a great idea. That just went on to show that you cannot keep, you know, scape... You cannot keep escaping from your uh, many, many uh, sins and, you know, cheating ways to bring everybody back. At one point, you have to pay the price. I love that concept. But when it comes to actually making it happen, it looks terrible. One of the reasons I think people were turned up by this arc was... Basically, that many dragons, they didn't look that well-designed. Omega Shenron, don't get me wrong, he was actually really well-designed. But for example, Ice and those lips? No. Remove those lips. Make him... Different. I mean, those lips, they just look horrible. On a dragon. What the hell? Remove that. However, the fights, you cannot deny how cool it was. When Goku got serious, put his fingers on top of Ice's head, Ice blinded Goku for a few moments, and Goku just killed him straight with his dragon fist. That's how you do it. So yeah, while many of the, uh, basically, the arcs in this series are good, the concept is good, the execution lacks. Like, for example, the baby arc, I think that was actually very cool. Like, seeing the villain having actual gripe with these Saiyans, that was amazing. That actually not only expanded the lore on many grounds, But, at the same time, it kind of, you know, um, didn't execute it well. Like, in many parts, it could have been much better. Like, it it should have been better than this. But still, it looks looks weird, right? I'm not the only one who thinks that, you know, regardless of what you think about Super Baby 1, 2, whatever, all that villainy, it's still the arc... Didn't really scratch my itch. Same thing goes for the Shadow Dragon arc. I mean, Omega Shenron was amazing, you know, the whole arc was amazing, but still, it lacked something. Now, what I think that something was, was the touch of Akira Toriyama. The same thing that is lacking from Dragon Ball Super. At one point, they have amazing ideas, but when it comes to executing it in the world of Dragon Ball, they don't know how to. Akira Toriyama did know how to do this. And these subjects are actually really, really dark for Dragon Ball. I need someone who actually understands the material so that they can do it. While the arc ideas were very good, very good in many ways, I'm not counting some of the terrible ones, but these two at least were the highlights. And I think that it actually made the series really, really good if they worked much better on it. Then we come to Dragon Ball Super and its arcs. This was discussed in Dragon Ball Z. But just to reiterate, basically, Super's first two arcs was just, you know, rehashing the the whole movies. Well, they were nice and all, but at least I think the first arc did not compare well to the movie. The movie was much better, much more uh, well executed. Then we have the third arc... Uh, to be honest, I liked that third arc, but the only good thing that came out of it was basically Saiyans of the Universe 6 and Kaioken. Nothing else. I don't think that everything else that was introduced was absolutely necessary. Super Dragon Balls, sure. Xeno, sure. But you could have done it in a different arc altogether. Well, this arc was more of a filler kind of arc like a filler for Dragon Ball's, you know, turn on the power arc, it didn't feel like it's an arc in its own, at least. Then we have the Goku Black arc, which is probably top two. (laughs) Basically, I'm just saying, when I say top two, I just mean like, you know, there's only two great arcs in this series, and that's one of them. Goku Black arc was pretty good, except for the ending. The ending still feels weird, even when you play it in Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2. It's still weird. Like, you killed Abzamasu, then suddenly he's there and says, Ha ha, I'm alive. Dude, we killed you. How did you become much more powerful? What the hell? So, that one's actually good. Then we have Tournament the Power. Many people think that it was actually way too long. I have to say that, yeah, of course, it was too long. Like, it was so many more episodes compared to the you know, all of the f- uh, four arcs combined, and that's saying something in terms of, you know, how long it was. So, um, Turnout of Power was actually a good arc, I enjoyed it. It failed in many ways, like, you know, Jiren's characteristics and personality, and not basically doing justice to many, to many of the characters, they just brought them for fan service, and It sucked. Eternal Power as a whole, I might actually have a positive review on it. I actually enjoyed it very much, especially the animation, which was top-notch. So, yeah, I'm gonna say that Dragon Ball Super had really good arcs compared to Dragon Ball GT. However, when it comes to the concept, Dragon Ball GT felt fresh. It felt like it was a mature series. It felt like an actual sequel to Dragon Ball Z. And that's amazing but when it came to dragon ball super it felt like not exactly a sequel more like a goofy way to continue this series and that's i know it's not fair to compare them this way but i'm saying that dragon ball super uh i don't know in many ways probably didn't live up to dragon ball z's name dragon ball gt also didn't live up to that name maybe we're making dragon ball z way too bigger than it is but I don't think that's the case. I actually enjoy Dragon Ball Z. It had so much going for it. It had actual character arcs and how they progressed. Dragon Ball Super doesn't have that progression anymore. We don't even see the supporting cast doing anything. Dragon Ball GT was actually dark. Killing Krillin for the final time? Android 18 crying as her eyes out? You cannot tell me that that was a bad thing. I'm not even going to mention Super 17 because Yikes, I hated that guy, I mean, who liked him, who, that design, That. I'm not even gonna talk about it, I'm not even gonna talk about hell, (laughs) breaking loose, Frieza, Cell, everyone attacking them, and basically how the hell did you guys think, like Frieza and Cell, how did they think they had a chance against Goku when he's in Super Saiyan 4, You didn't have a chance when he was in Super Saiyan 1, now you think you can fight him in Super Saiyan 4, bro, Kill you, (laughs) anyways. Dragon Ball Super, in terms of arc, it was. I'm gonna give it the edge here mainly because the execution at least was better. I'm not saying that overall all of the five arcs were amazing, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying two of them were terrible, one of them was adequate, the last two were actually good. But what I'm saying is that the execution at least it was better than the Dragon Ball GT. Maybe because Dragon Ball Super had much more time than GT had. But at the same time, while it didn't have the perfect writing team, it had good writing team. Now let's talk about the animation, which is going to be short. I'm going to keep it on point. I like GT's animation much more than Super, mainly because it's very much like Dragon Ball Z. So basically, if you ask anyone if you like Dragon Ball Z's animation, it's not possible for them to say that I hate Dragon Ball GT's animation. They're going to say I like that one too. Now... This is a fun thing to compare. What about the fusions? In Dragon Ball Super, we see one fusion. I'm not counting the movie, okay? That's that's the movie. But I'm counting uh, the series, and I'm saying that basically Vegito Vegeto Blue was an amazing fusion. Like, to all of us, it was something fantastic seeing this guy back and being this powerful, especially when he executed final Kamehameha. But then, sorry, Vegito, we have Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta. Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta and his red hair, to to this day, we still don't know why he has red hair. Probably design choice, no actual reason for it, because, you know, if if it was black, he would have looked too much like Goku, just like how Super Saiyan 4 Vegito looks too much like Goku as well. But... That power, it felt, oh, so good. Comparing these two fusions is unfair. Mainly because Zamasu went actually Super Saiyan White, in my opinion. So comparing it to this would be unfair to Vegito. While Vegito, I think he was much better than Dragon Ball Z version. At least in terms of power. When it came to actual fighting, it fell short. Sorry. I love Vegito. I mean, to me, he's my favorite fusion. But that fight fell short mainly because he didn't finish off Zamasu. And it kind of, you know, he didn't even come to the point of, you know, humiliating his opponent. Like how he humiliated Buu. But Gogeta absolutely humiliated Omega Shenron. Though he couldn't kill Omega Shenron. I mean, he ran out of time. But, well, Vegeta also ran out of time, so that's fair. But, you know, Gogeta was just amazing. He was untouchable. And it felt so good seeing this asshole Omega Shenron finally get his due. So, I'm gonna give the edge here to Dragon Ball GT. Now we come to the supporting cast. Many people hate Pan, as they think that she's, you know, a terrible character, annoying... I don't think she's annoying. I think she was actually a great plot device to help Goku become much more human rather than Saiyan. He actually cared about Pan. He's the reason, sorry, she's the reason that Goku transformed from that golden Ozaru to Super Saiyan 4. He carried Pan, got a lot of hit from hits from Ice Shenron just to protect her. He's an amazing grandfather, a terrible father, but amazing grandfather. So, there's no way that you can say that Pan is a bad character because she's annoying. You can just look at it and say that she's the reason Goku grew up emotionally. Whereas in Dragon Ball Super, Pan is also there, but he's he's not that good. Yet, we see that relationship unfold. We do see that. So, I think that... Pan was a good character in GT. She helped. Then we had Trunks, we had Goten, we had Gohan, who actually continued training, which was good. I liked that. We see Vegeta doing the best he can to catch up, and uh, it actually felt good seeing him go into Super Saiyan 4, but I don't know why his hair was brown. I mean, come on. Why do I have to point out so many mistakes in this series? Then, basically everyone else, like Android 18, Krillin, to me, I think Dragon Ball GT utilized that supporting cast much better. Maybe not the best way. To me, Dragon Ball GT and Super are way behind Z in many ways. But I'm saying that GT at least utilized these supporting cast much better than Dragon Ball Super. Dragon Ball Super just used them for plot devices, to just, you know, have a new arc happen, but nothing else, you don't see anything that can basically tell you that, you know, um, this is going uh, the way you think, the way you don't think, like, you know, Dragon Ball Super has problems with its supporting cast, it needs to improve that, it seriously needs to. I'm sure that having Broly now would definitely be a big bonus to them. But at the same time, it's just like, what about the rest? Dragon Ball GT doesn't use them completely, but uses them in a logical way. Of course, they're growing older. Of course, they don't want to fight anymore. That makes sense. But some of the things, well, maybe made fans a little bit sad. Then we come to something else in... Uh, comparing these two series. Dragon Ball Super uh, is not bad, exactly, but it's not very good either. It's just good. The bar set by Dragon Ball Z is so high that two series after Dragon Ball Z still can't catch up to this guy. But, One of the best things that GT has that Dragon Ball Super does not is the fact that it can actually surprise you more than Super can. Super, of course, is going way faster than we think. They're just going into it as crazily as possible. But then at the same time, you know everyone's going to be alright because this happens before the ending for Dragon Ball Z. Unless Akira Toriyama comes out and says that, well, that ending is now uncanon. And I'm going to make a new one, which makes sense. Now, something that should be noted is um, the fact that you know, Dragon Ball GT doesn't have that problem. Dragon Ball GT does whatever the hell it wants to. It will surprise you because it happens after that ending. That's a good thing. <laughs> now, overall, if I were to say which one is the ultimate successor to Dragon Ball Z, it's not fair in any way to compare them, mainly because they happened very, at very different times, very different stories, and the ideas behind them were very different. But I would say that Dragon Ball GT, if it were to be remade, if it were to be incorporated into Dragon Ball Super which I have an idea as to how they can do that, which I'm going to share tomorrow, not now, because that's a whole episode on its own. But if they were going to do that, it would give a second chance to this series to actually shine bright. Dragon Ball Super, as it stands, the only reason that I think it does stand superior to Dragon Ball GT is the fact that it had much longer episodes and much more time ...to develop the characters and do things to actually redeem itself. Dragon Ball GT never had that chance. Dragon Ball GT had amazing ideas. And I'm sure that the curatorium actually enjoys... ...watching Super Saiyan 4 in action. How can you not? I mean, how can somebody look at Super Saiyan 4 and be like... ...wow, that's a shitty transformation. Forget about the, you know, debate of which one's stronger. Just think about how cool this guy is. Can you deny... How cool he is? Can you? You can't! So that's what I'm saying, that's what I'm trying to tell you guys. Dragon Ball GT needs a second chance at life to prove that it is actually great. It had so much potential, so much good story arcs, so much that it could have actually been really good. Dragon Ball Super is also failing. As I understand it, according to Geekdom101, he says that if manga, manga sales are not that good, an anime series is not going to be paid. That's why that you probably keep seeing My Hero Academia getting renewed, because it's the second best manga of the year. One Piece still goes on strong, but Dragon Ball Super, you don't see it anymore, because the manga sucks. Let's be honest, it actually sucks. Who says it's good? But if this new ch- chapter that the Torima is writing... If it's any good, then we might actually see Dragon Ball Super Anime come back. And I'm hoping this time he will be much more involved. He's a guy who's listening to fans right now to bring many characters. And I'm sure that we will see cooler, a new Super Saiyan form, and much more new things that he wants to make so fans will be happy. Dragon Ball is not in a good state reason for that being that two things should happen. One, whether they have the courage to go as outlandish as possible, as outlandish. Two, they have Akira Toriyama to guide them in the best way, rather than just giving them notes. Dude, notes are not enough. It's like basically a Harry Potter story coming and telling me that, okay, so here's a story. Uh, Voldemort's supposed to die, Harry's a horcrux, and, um, yeah, do whatever the hell you want. This, these are the notes. Write your story. It's like the stupidest thing. How did he think this was a good idea? How do you expect people to actually write good stories? You know, story, if it has a good beginning and a good ending, that's really good. But what matters is that what happens in between to get to that ending. That emotional right, that frustrating right, whatever it is. You just have to get there in the best way possible. If you don't, you're just going to say like, okay, the movie was mediocre, but it had a good ending. But if the movie's good all the way, you're going to be like, wow, this movie's fantastic. I loved it. So much better than many other movies out there. This is the problem with many movies nowadays. They don't care about the story. They just write whatever the hell they want. And they say, we have action. Look at the action. Dude, who cares about the action? We want story, actual story that makes me care about the story. The movie. If I don't care about the movie, I'm not going to care about anything about it. I mean, I'm not going to even care about the title or anything. I'm just going to be like, okay, this is a shit movie I'm not going to even watch. So, let's just say that Akira Toriyama basically does his best, comes back, and helps. (laughs) So, there you have it. To, To me, Dragon Ball Super... And I'm not saying it with a pride, but I'm saying it that basically Dragon Ball Super... Uh, very hard to say. <laughs> Dragon Ball Super wins. <laughs> I'm not happy that it does. But I'm sure if Dra- Dragon Ball GT was kind of incorporated into the story, which I will tell you how that can happen, uh, I think that this would actually be better. That we're going to actually you know, give it a second chance so that this time people will be like, okay, now I like GT. Many people love GT because of the music, because of Super Saiyan 4, because of Goku and how serious he is in the Super Saiyan 4 form, and all of that. And also many people hate it because of the arcs that never pay off. You have, like, really good story, really good things, but at the same time it doesn't pay off. And... Then we have the endings, (laughs) I'm not even gonna discuss that, but (laughs) I actually hate GT's ending, I mean, I hate it not because it's bad, I hate it because, like, it's too far into the future, Goku Jr., Vegeta Jr., I mean, it's a way to, you know, continue the story or remake the whole Dragon Ball Z in a different way, but (laughs) I don't know, I mean... I just think the GT had a really good potential, and could have been good. It didn't get the chance. So, there you have it, my kind of comparison. To me, at least for now, Super is superior, but not that much. It doesn't fly so high that you'd be like, yes, it should be superior. It's like, in some cases, it's doing a much better job, and that's mainly because, like I said, it had much longer time compared to GT. If we're comparing the first 50 episodes of each series, I would not watch Dragon Ball Super. I would definitely opt for Dragon Ball GT, because the first 50 episodes of Dragon Ball Super was just terrible. Not to say that Dragon Ball GT also had great first episodes. No, also that one was terrible, but at least, you know, it paid off somehow. You were like, okay, that's really cool. But Dragon Ball Super... First fifty I think it falls into the universe free sorry uh arc free universe uh six and seven fight, so if that's where it's where it falls off, I'd be like, yeah, you're cancelled <laughs> Anywho thank you guys for joining. I hope you enjoyed this episode and uh I would love to hear you uh, hear your thoughts on what do you guys think and Which one do you think is better? Also, I would definitely love to thank uh, one of the guys on Twitter by the account of holy crap! This is a difficult thing to say. Kshitizarora three two two. I'm hoping I said it right, because maybe it's not. Maybe it's Kshitizarora, Zarora. Yeah, probably. This is an amazing account. It just retweeted one of my episodes. I'm very thankful to them. I hope they enjoyed it as well. And thank you guys for joining. I'm just very happy to, you know, basically do all of this stuff. I mean, you guys are amazing. And let's keep it alive. Thank you for joining us. And with that, I'll end this episode. Hope to hear your guys' uh, opinion on this and what the hell... You, sorry, what do you guys think about which series is better? And please give me your reasons. I want to, you know, have all the facts to see, you know, what do the fans actually think of this? Like, which one do you think is superior and why do you think it's superior? I mean, it makes us understand this, you know, in a better light. Like, these were my reasons, but you can give me yours as well. Like, if you don't think those arcs had potential in Dragon Ball GT, if you think they were shit all the way, if you think Dragon Ball Super arcs were shit all the way. (laughs) So, thank you guys. Thank you for joining, and I hope to see you guys very soon.